When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football. An hour has arrived, and we are happy about that. Extremely happy, because if we had another hour like the first hour, there wouldn't have been a third hour. Let's uh, continue uh, guest waiting. Uh, Bill Connolly in a few minutes on uh, his uh, list. Bubba is up next. What's shaking, Paul? Randy. Randy. <laughs> Why am I doing the Randy part? Oh, I've, I've been got it's, it's already a habit for you, Paul. We got Randy rocking in the background today. Randy is uh, rocking in the free world. Rocking, yeah, yeah. Don't get me back on that Neil Young crap and John from St. Louis. That had my blood boiling. But anywho, I know everybody's a little bit sideways about Iron Man's call, and actually, I missed Iron Man's call earlier. But I can't believe yourself Paul. a lottery winner. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Don't. That's not a complaint. But I cannot believe that a once cornerstone caller of the Paul Feinbaum show. One of the OG members called up and took a pot shot sucker punch swing at a caller like Will from North Carolina. Is he reduced himself to that, Paul? Is you're that talking, where Jim's you're talking at about now? The, uh, page 54? Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. On page 54. He yeah. took a pot shot at poor old Will. And he used to be a compelling cornerstone caller yeah, of the fine I, mean, there, there's a, I, just, I guess he's never heard the oldest adage in comedy, which. Uh, is you never punch down, and he did, and uh, yeah, he's it's in just losing his number one seat as a result. Is back on. I know the bromance is back on with Iron Man according to Squirrel, but come on, Jim, get yourself together. You're 73 years old, supposedly. Come on, dude, you can do better. Go out swinging. Go out on top. You need to make a comeback here. You're looking worse ever call. Uh Texas A&M kicked Tennessee's butt Saturday night. I don't know why Tennessee is so hot and cold on offense, but that's just the way it is. I don't even know what to think about them no more. And I want to give a shout-out to Juwan Jennings in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was cool. He's an old Butch Jones. Hey, he's a Butch Jones leftover, but I'm going to tell you what, that boy played a hell of a ball game. Yeah, I mean, he, he was night, close so. to the, the biggest play in the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely! He threw a touchdown pass and caught one. I mean, he 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 really he really yeah. balled he, out. He, uh, really he was did, uh, he had he had the MVP trophy uh, being engraved in Tull. Honestly, I think he would have almost won that trophy if if the Forty ers had won the game. Well, Bubba, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. RJ is up next in KY. Hey, Paul, how's it going, buddy? We are doing great. Thank you. Paul, I always ask your opinion, and I respect that. Do you think that John Calipari's time is done in Kentucky? Uh, not yet. Uh, but 
the fact that the question is being legitimately asked is a very bad sign. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank uh, you, sir. You bet. Uh, and and I, I'm, I don't think you, you can ever uh, have, a, have a realistic conversation about Calipari in, in mid-February. And because he's so much a uh, so much of his his stock price is, is dictated by March. And I don't know what's going to happen in March, uh, but he's making March more difficult every game. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Lisa is up next. Uh, hello, Lisa. Hi, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I was wanting to ask if you knew how Kerry Good was. He has ALS. Yes, I yes. I saw a picture. It made him look much better. And if he is better, I want to know. Yeah, I have. Uh, we, we've we've talked to uh, Kerry in the past, and I, I don't know what the latest uh, disposition is, but I'll see if I can can find that out. Thank you so much for for asking about him. Uh, Glenn is up next in South Carolina. Hello, Glenn. Hey, Paul. How are you today? We're doing great. Thank you. Look here, little tidbit. You had uh, Kevin Steele on the other day, and yes. uh, great guy. Went to high school with him. Did you really? And uh, he, yes, sir. He was in uh, Dillon, South Carolina, as a quarterback. And two of your finest defensive coaches that I think has ever been in the SEC or close to it. Uh, him, Kevin, and and uh, Johnny Chavis. I both I oh, played yeah. ball with Johnny. I didn't realize that that Johnny and, uh, was from there too. Yeah, both of them at Dillon High School in Dillon, South Carolina. Didn't know that. Yes, sir. I knew Kevin was from South Carolina because uh, he's he's got a place there now. Yeah, uh, his daddy was the principal at the high school. Oh wow! But that was just a little tidbit. I thought the that is fascinating. No, I didn't know that. I mean, I've known Kevin forever, and. Uh, I knew his father was in education. I wasn't exactly sure what he did, but uh, thank you, Glenn, for sharing that. That's really interesting. Uh, we'll try to have Kevin back again soon. Elliot from Ohio. I think we saw Elliot uh, on the bubble, or is yeah, I Elliot was on the is bubble, on the bubble. But I heard there's an opening. I heard there's a bracket opening. I'm going to apply, and I have three reasons why I think I qualify. Okay. One, I love everything that's happened in Alabama right now. I just think it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, two, I'm hanging out in Sandestin all week. I'm down here in the South. So technically my name says from Ohio, but I'm hanging out in the South where the SEC comes to hang out every now and then. And number three, I have inside information I can share with you on who called who on the, uh, Dominic and, uh, ESPN analyst call. Are you talking about the Herb Street, uh, kerfuffle? Yes. Yes, if you listen to Dominic's interview, he said that Kirk told me to call him. So I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. By that statement, Dominic called Kirk. But there had to be some communication before then where Well, it's possible was that uh, Dom, Dom texted Kirk and said, I need to talk to you, uh, or the other way around. I have no idea, and I'm, I'm kind of ceasing to care, but uh, I, think I think they both but, look but bad. Here's the deal. What I think that's mostly about, I think it's mostly about family. I think it has nothing. And I, and I think that Herb Street was astounded that, look, you're giving up Alabama. You're crazy. But I think it's great that you're making a family decision. I mean, who wouldn't call to say, 
wow, I can't believe it. I think that's great. You're making a decision that's not Elliot, based the problem on you, you have money. is uh, you, you, you're not objective on this because you're an Ohio State fan. <laughs> well, I love I, I'm in the I should be in the bracket because I love everything that's going on with Alabama right now. I just love it. Well, by the way, that, that is not going to hurt you uh, having schaden, schadenfreude uh, for Alabama. I mean, that's that. Uh, but right now you're uh, you're on that bubble. And quite frankly, uh, this, this, this call has not hurt you. Uh, thanks for the call. Jim is back. Yeah, I'm, you think you're talking about punching down? You can't punch down no more than I'm going to punch now. Hey, listen, Bubba, you old redneck, you old stupid, dumb, hillbilly redneck. You, you believe these lies about what they've been saying about my age, which are lies, but that's, what you, that's how stupid you are. I'm punching so, so Jim, down are, are, are really you as low as you can go. You're in the world of power, and people can't stand you. You're and, of course, you're going to take up for your North Carolina suck-up buddy, Will. He's a, he, he can't even be understood, and, and consequently, you can be understood. See you later, old Bubba, you old redneck. I was going to ask Jim if, he, if he's confirming Ask me, not. Paul. I'm well, listening. Ask well, me, well, Paul. Well, 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 are, are you saying that what Squirrel said about your age is a, is a lie? Is that correct? Uh, yes. I, uh, Squirrel, everything he says is a lie. I didn't even listen to Squirrel. But everything he said about me and my age are lies. He's been lying about me from day one. That's all I got, Paul. But that's good enough. That's Hall of Fame stuff. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, that's your second attempt today, so you're... Yeah, uh, we'll pick the Hall of Fame, Jim, but uh, I don't I, – I, I have to bring this up uh, just to the audience and, and to you, Randy. Age is something that we all face at some point. I remember I wanted to be 21 so I could go into a bar. I wanted to be older so I could do things that older. Then when you get older, you want to be younger. What is it with Jim? He's never any of the ages that people say he is. Originally, he was 78. Now, Squirrel has downsized that to 73, but he's still not 73. All I know is we've been talking to him for 23 years. So we know he's 20. How old do you have to be? Dominic's 12. I'm guessing he's at least 34. Would that be fair? He's a fan of the Andy Griffith Show, which was on in the 60s, right? It doesn't you, you can watch Andy Griffith on any TV in the, in the world today. It's on TV land, et cetera, streaming. He said he was at an I mean, there's nothing he said that would, that would indicate that he's 73 or 78. He said he big Elvis fan. Elvis died in 76 or 77. 77? Yeah, 77. August 16th. Not that I remember. He said girls used to carry his books. Walked him from, from school. I mean, that could happen today. Yeah. Unlikely. What else has he said, guys? He said he played, did he play, did he play basketball with Jim, Joe Namath? I'm trying to remember. Okay, I don't. That's all I know. So that is what we know about Jim and his age, or or his not age. We'll take a short break. We are off and running here. A couple more guests will drop by. More seating on the tournament. We're back after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. On Wilner, Pac 12 has formally begun the process of essentially firing George Kliakoff. Uh, this comes nearly a year after his conference imploded. How he's kept a job this long makes me want to uh, take his class whenever he begins teaching how to, how to wreck a once great conference. Let's uh, move along and talk to Todd, who is up next. Hey, Paul. Thanks for my call. What's up with all the Alabama hate today, brother? It's just in the air. Yeah, I mean, people love it, Paul. I mean, all these dumbasses call this show. And don't nobody give a damn about Jim down in Tuscaloosa. He ain't never had a girlfriend. And my kin people have been whipping his ass the whole time he's been in Tuscaloosa. You remember them carpenters he was talking about down there playing pool and getting his ass whooped in the parking lot? That's my kin people right there. No, no, no. Hold on a second. I don't remember uh, you telling me that story. I thought Jim was... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but I, I don't tell you everything. But, Paul, I'm going to tell you something. I don't appreciate Daryl and that dumbass from Colorado, Dale. I don't appreciate... Hey, Alabama stands on his own. We don't give a damn about uh, all the rankings for next year and all, but uh, didn't DeBoer whoop Texas's ass in the playoffs? Uh, well, they coach, won the Paul. game. He's they won, the, won, the, won on the final play of the game, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then y'all could put Texas up there like we ain't nobody, but people are getting – let me tell you something. All these folks that run their mouth about Alabama, they must be talking out of their ass because their mouth knows better. Roll damn tide, Paul. This guy's got uh, kicking ass on his mind. <laughs> I mean, he, he's the guy, remember, who told us about he got in a fight at the feed store or something? Yeah. Smash this guy's head. I mean, this guy needs – Need, need to need to go to the gym and hit the speed bag, doesn't he? <laughs> Either that or or some serious whiskey, man. He's, I mean, this guy's not young. I mean, he's, I mean, if you're if you're eight years old, you might have a little too much energy. But at his age, you ought to be 
slowing down somewhat. Swamp Dog is up next. Hello, Mr. Paul. How are you doing? Thank We're you doing great. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the next year's uh, SEC schedule, but I man kind of got me irritated today. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't like. It. You know, you and I talked about him a while back, and that's where we came up with the word uh, saving itis. Right. And uh, and he has it, and I think he's got sabinitis and non-sabinitis. I thought Legend would have non-sabinitis, but he don't have that. I um, hadn't seen it yet, anyway. But uh, I don't know. The, the guy I, it irritates me. But I want to talk to you about something else. I want to talk to you about next year's uh, SEC schedule. And uh, in my opinion, uh, the top teams in the SEC will have two losses. And I'm hearing a lot about Ole Miss being the best of the bunch. And I don't know. Do you feel that way? Can, I, I'm just not sure I know Lester yet. I think Ole Miss is certainly in that conversation. Yeah, they they had a good year. They got a good coach. I understand that. That's good. Hey, today's my birthday too, Paul. I'm really? Tell, you that. tell us about uh, it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I'm 63 years old today. It's a good age. And uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I think younger than Jim. Yesterday. Yeah, I think I'm younger than Jim. I, I agree with that. You 63 yet, Randy? Yeah, right. You and Randy are the same age. Okay. He doesn't well, look bad cool. for 63. I mean, you, I mean. Yeah, well, I'm I'm hanging in there. Hey, I'm 63, you got you have a lot of life left in you. At least a couple well, of years. Well, let, me ask, <laughs> let me ask you another question, though, Paul. Okay. You know, I sang to you the other day. You remember that? Yeah, I do. When I sang a song to you, that uh, kind of an Eagles, Eagles thing. What song was, was that? Uh, which uh, which uh, Eagles song? Uh, it was uh, Take It Easy. Oh, Take It uh, Easy. Sitting in a corner from Waycross, yeah. Georgia. Song by uh, and Jackson Brown and uh, Glenn, Fr- uh, yeah. Glenn Fry. Glenn yeah. Fry. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Glenn Fry. It was originally a Jackson Brown song, but he couldn't finish it, so he got Glenn. He was drunk one night in, uh, yeah. they, in the canyon, and Glenn it. finished it. I think Glenn wrote the uh, Winslow, Arizona line. Yeah. 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 That, they, they worked together on that. But I heard yeah, you well. talking about being a. Uh, uh, some karaoke experience you had. Right. And uh, I heard you say that you did a Journey song, uh, Don't Stop Believing. Is that right? I think that's possible. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's I don't a mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm a, I'm a president or running for president, but I simply just do not remember. Yeah. Well, that was a... Not many I, people I, do I, remember their karaoke songs. But Don't Stop yeah, Believing is right a great that. song. It is. Steve Perry. Frankly, I did not uh, expect you to say that was one of your go-to. Well, I, I, I like it very much. You know. Just a small-town girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, you got to hit some high South notes. Detroit wasn't the one. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I've heard that song in a while, but it's somewhere in my uh, on my playlist. Hey, at least we got I'm in talk about a little music today, didn't we? I he, think. He did mention the Rolling Stones or something, yeah. didn't he? I've been trying to get into well, that. Well, he mentioned them. Time. He mentioned them as a as a line that you know, I was selling cokes at the Rolling Stones concert in '69. Yeah, is that Sticky Fingers? Well, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call.
feel like I'm calling in classic rock line trying to win a free movie pass. Uh, Pembroke is up next. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Fireball. Hey there. How are you? We're doing well. Gosh, Thank you. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a bunch of stuff today. Uh, <laughs> I did hear a man's call. Um, <clears throat> I, I, um, I wanted to talk to you about Alabama basketball and, you know, the fact that, you know, they're really good one day and then Auburn comes in there and whips them and then Auburn goes down to Florida and gets whipped. So, you know, it's, uh, uh this is not a, a new story here, but winning on the road uh, in the SEC is pretty tough. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, what do you think about what do you think about this uh, coming up football season for the University of Alabama? I feel good, not great, uh, and and I need to see a few more. Listen, until we see spring, we're not really going to know that much. We're just guessing, uh, right? I, th- I think it's a. Uh, I, I think there one uh, one game is going to determine whether Alabama has a really good season or not. And I it's it's one, and I don't know which one it is, but I think right now I'd have them. Somewhere around two or three losses, but uh, if they get a third loss, it's going to be painful. Hey, thanks for the call. We take a break. More to come, more of our uh, program. We'll talk to somebody that knows a little bit about what the next season is going to look like, and that's Bill Conley. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Find and ESPN. These are the uh, returning production rankings. Now, we showed them earlier, and you could get a little confused. On the screen, A and M is at the top. Now, what does that mean? Bama at the bottom. We're going to let the man who does all this for a living, confusing us, is what I really want to say, but can't. Bill Conley joining us. Uh, Bill, what does this mean exactly when you talk about returning production? Yeah, I mean, the thing to keep in mind more than anything else is when you look at this list, you're not looking at what well, it doesn't correlate to quality. Like the team at the top is going to be the best. Alabama is going to be the second worst team in the SEC. That's not the way this works, but it does correlate to who gets better and worse. And so, you know, AM. 
improved last year obviously not enough uh but they did improve last year and then they were and now they return most of the reasons why they improved and and that feels like a pretty good spot for a first year coach to be in the fact that Texas is second in the conference after making the college football playoff says you know speaks volumes of Texas's potential in the in the uh 2024 season and you know if you're at the bottom Alabama's used to being at the bottom of this list they usually have the most talent they lose it to the NFL and then they bring in more um we'll see if that continues to be the case obviously with the new head coach and whatnot but yeah just keep keep in mind it correlates to change not pure quality well speaking of alabama it, it seems like change is in the air in tuscaloosa <laughs> and i realize uh, you, you look at a lot of different data and we'll continue to but is there any way to look at what we know about alabama subject to some change and, and get a, a at least a handle on what they're going to look like in the fall yeah, I mean, I think what we would keep in mind typically is I've never found a good way to court to work um, coaching changes into the the my SP plus formula overall because everything's zero sum. Sometimes you get better, sometimes you get worse. Typically, if I mean, if you're replacing the best college football coach of all time, you're probably going to get worse. But from a formulaic standpoint, that's not worked in there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to come in with great recent history, with plenty of great recruiting in their past and on their roster. Um, obviously, the turnover is pretty significant, but uh, they're going to make some moves, I'm sure, after uh, spring football in that transfer window. And, and they're going to have a really talented roster next year. It's just ch changing that culture after Saban is going to be, never mind who returns and who doesn't, that's going to be the biggest thing, the biggest challenge for Kalen DeBoer. And we'll see how long it takes him to do it, if he can do it. Using all the, the numbers and trying to do uh, calculus on your head, Bill, uh, as you look at the SEC, I think we know where Georgia is. But after that, we assume Texas is next. But kind of take us through uh, what, what, is, uh, what numbers are telling you about the battle for the playoffs, so to speak. Yeah, Georgia, when, when my SP Plus projections come out tomorrow, Georgia's going to be a distant number one in the country, uh, about four points ahead of Ohio State uh, in, in second place. I guess that's another spoiler. But then uh, after that, yeah, you're, you're looking at Texas as a, as about number four or so. You're going to look at Alabama and Ole Miss in the top 10, Missouri, LSU. Those teams are going to be pretty close. I, I think the most interesting thing to me is, I mean, we kind of know the pecking order at the top. It makes perfect sense that Georgia's one and Texas is two. But after that, you know, it, it really, you could make a case for many, many, many different teams for that number three spot, uh, including Texas A&M. If you think that a first-year coach can really kind of get that, you know, uh, that, that whole situation wrangled in a way that, that Jimbo Fisher couldn't. Uh, Tennessee, if, if the blue-chip quarterback steps up. There are going to be a lot of top 15 or SEC teams in that top 15. Um, and after those first two, I don't, I don't really know who I would personally vote for for number three. So. Ole, Ole Miss and Missouri uh, are mm. getting a, a lot of attention. Um, legitimate in your mind? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they were uh, both, you know, uh, even on paper, they were top 10 or 12 teams last year. And now they return, especially, you know, Missouri's borderline top 30 in that returning production figure. Um, they return most of the, a lot of the reasons why they were good last year. And I think the most important thing to keep in mind when I looked at schedule strengths back in December, when the when the 24th schedule was finalized they have easily the two easiest schedules in the in the conference next year on paper and so you, you think about what that means good teams returning a lot of experience and having an 
opportunity to seize uh, easier schedules than everybody else, because you know that's not always going to be the case. That's a great place to be in. Um, you know, that's Missouri was four and zero in one score games. That's something that's really hard to duplicate. But a lot of those wins came early before they improved. So no, I, I think both of them have legit top ten potential. And when we say that now, what we mean is they have at large playoff bid potential as well. I think they're they're absolutely in that mix. Bill, in the in the way too early, Oklahoma was somewhere in the teens. To me, they're, they're a hard team to wrap one's arm around. They're they're making a big move. They've had a bad year under Venables and a really good year. Where are you on the Sooners? Yeah, they're going to be right there in the teens as well, and it makes perfect sense. Their defense is going to be far more experienced this uh, coming season, and and it already improved at least a little bit last season. Uh, offense is kind of the question mark. Obviously, you lose Dylan Gabriel, you lose your offensive coordinator. Um, the the talent they have in place as replacements, it, it looks good on paper, but that is going to be it's going to be a kind of an interesting spot for them as they get better defensively, but try to fend off getting worse offensively. That's going to kind of de- depend on whether they. That's going to dictate whether they have top 10 potential or merely you know top 30 or something uh, i saw clemson barely in the top 20 i know it's a little bit off subject but yeah didn't they used to play for the national championship every year <laughs> yeah i i they're going to be in the teens as well in mine and it, it really is i think that what we've seen from them these last few years is i mean talent's still there the coaching's still solid the floor is still really high it's just the ceilings and it's not what it used to be. And and I don't know that that's a really hard thing. Once you've drifted for three or four years like that, it's going to be really interesting to see if he has what it takes to kind of push them back forward and, and get ahead of a lot of these teams again, because right now, yeah, it doesn't feel high floor is great and it'll make sure you win nine, 10 games a year, but the, the ceiling doesn't seem to be there anymore. I, I realize dark horses are, I mean, we, I think TCU just forever ruined us on, on dark horses, but, but <laughs> And I don't even know what a dark horse is, but as you, if you look at a school that can really move up, um, yeah. is there somebody out there you're, you're, you're hot on? Well, I mean, since we're speaking about returning production, I do think one team to watch uh, with the first year coaching effects and just the fact that they were, wor- they were their record was worse than they were on paper these last few years is A&M. Uh, they, they really did stumble in 22, obviously. They were solid last year. Even with the quarterback injuries they had last year, they were solid. Defense was really good. Offense... It wasn't really good, but it was better. And and now you get new coaching and quarterbacks healthy and everything else. I do think they have – I would assume that calling them a top 15-ish kind of team is is kind of dark horse territory right there. They have a lot of talent, and, and I think you know new influences might be what they need. Yeah, and Kentucky was right ahead of them, a, a team – I don't know. I, I, I'm guilty every year saying this is the year for Kentucky. <laughs> and and it just doesn't seem like it ever is other than that one or two years – they pop in, uh, but you know they they've, they lost their coordinator. They they they're really right. going through quite a bit of upheaval. Why, why do you think? And I realize it's not your poll, but uh, <laughs> what reason is there to believe they're going to be a top twenty, top twenty-five team? Well, I think you have to believe that the changes they made, uh, that, that they're probably making a coordinator, and that they didn't they did make a quarterback with Vandegrift coming in. You have to believe that that's really going to to fix that offense. The defense should be good. Uh, there's no question about that. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Most of the reasons they improved a little bit offensively last year, but most of the reasons why are gone. Um, and now you're looking at three and four years where you didn't win more than seven games, I think. And and I mean, that for, for Kentucky, that tells you where the, that the bar has been raised significantly, but they still haven't cleared that bar in a while. And, and, and so I do think if I'm putting that list out, I probably don't put it there. But, you know, Mark and I are allowed to disagree. 
Yeah, we, well, a lot of us disagree with him. Uh, Bill Conley <laughs> uh, joining us. Uh, su such great stuff. I, I didn't really find anything to jump up and down and scream uh, terrible names at you, but, uh, but that will be the next time you're on. <laughs> Absolutely. At least I got your name right. Uh, Bill Conley <laughs> joining us, uh, and we thank you very, very much. For some reason, every time we have uh, Bill on, I always say something that's wrong. This time, I think we got through it, so I better shut up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back. Uh, breaking news uh, right now uh, coming from one of our callers, Jim from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to be more like Wolf Blitzer and be serious about this. Uh, Jim is now ineligible for the Feinbaum caller bracket, Randy, oh, no. and, it, and it comes as a result of a tweet that he made. Not that we're, we're, we're First Amendment fans here, but he said this, uh, and I'll let you be the judge. Uh, he said, in the current state, state of straight, it's kind of hard to say state and straight in, in a matter of the same sentence. In the current state of straight, that is capitalized for some reason, Straight jacket callers, all three words capitalized. In the current state of straight jacket callers, it, in the, I didn't mean to read this four times, but it's jarring. In the current state of straight jacket callers qualify on Feinbaum and Awful TV's cesspool of insanity. Cesspool is capitalized. Insanity is not. Maybe that was too close to home. Uh, it would be... It would be an insult of lowest degree, lowest in degree is also capitalized, to be voted caller of the year. Does that, that make sense? Does that? I would not participate, not as capitalized as well. I, listen, I took English in Tennessee. I don't know if Jim's Alabama education, Alabama, okay, update. J.K. is now a number one seed. This is changing quite a bit. And uh, Jim is out of the tournament. He is completely gone. Trey is up next. Uh, hello, Trey. Absolutely the best news I have heard on Mardi Gras Day down in Mobile, Alabama. Happy Mardi Gras, Paul. Happy Mardi Gras. Is tomorrow Fat Tuesday? Day, I've already missed that. 
Well, yes, today's Fat Tuesday, man. You're calling well, today's crazy Fat Tuesday. Day. We got tomorrow Ash Wednesday, sir. Okay. I yeah, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. Today we got to go get ashes Tuesday. on our head. I should have worn some beads. Yes, sir. You got a uh, king cake? Hey, Paul. Oh, a king cake's great. Got to find that baby, Paul. That means you're having a baby the following year. You I'm, better be uh, I'm careful. I'm afraid I may be. No... <laughs> Paul, what's going on, man? It's Mardi Gras, and we got Christian Jim, you know, the one that professes to be one of God's whatever he professes to be, quits the show again, and I'm going to say it over and over again as being a coach for 40 years. He does not have the mental capability to be an elite athlete to compete against others. He doesn't have it. And you were were coached for what, 40 years? Yes, sir. So you would know. Oh, I'm telling you, Paul, anybody, anybody that understands elite athletes understand the most important thing is not, it's not your physical ability. It's not your talent. You have it's ninety percent mental, and when you put well, Trey, that you're saying together, that Jim from Tuscaloosa could never have been the best hitter since Ted Williams, or any of those things that he proclaimed to be because of his mental deficiency. Paul, he's not even your best caller. Why are we even going into sports? Okay, I mean, I mean, well, I mean that's, well, he has said hey, those things before. You know, yes, he did. Okay, uh, uh, update before, from Jim. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he, is, he is updated. Uh, you ready? He says, Feinbaum <laughs> breeds haters. Haters has a capital. I need, would somebody give me uh, a, uh, a strunk uh, grammatical guide to, because uh, I really uh, don't remember all these things. I don't remember you're supposed to capitalize haters. Um, Feinbaum oh, breeds haters, nasty, ignorant people. Nasty and ignorant also capitalized. Did you go? Did you take English in North Carolina? Yes. Maybe. Well, Paul. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I, ESPN well, needs to lose. Lose is capitalized too. Okay. Uh, this bottom feeder immediately is all caps. He probably got that from a politician. If not sooner, Paul, all caps. But Paul, a man that professes to be a Christian and child of God does not talk about others that way, and he don't get butt hurt with his feelings if he was an athlete. I am telling you, he was never an athlete, and I will challenge that until he proves me wrong. But that's not what I call, Paul. Okay. Football season is over, so I'm going to throw some trivia Tuesday about basketball out at you at the callers okay. about rules of the game. And I'll give you the answer on Friday, if that's okay. That's fair. All go right, go so right ahead. All right. A player shoots the basketball from the three-point line at the wrong basket and gets fouled in the act of shooting. Ooh, that's a good one. Does the, does the basket count as three or two? Is that considered a shooting foul? Do you go to the other end of the court and shoot one foul, or how does that work out? So that's my that's my rule. Okay, Trey, question. that is a really good question, and we will have that answered. You said on Friday. Yes, sir. I'll give okay. you the answer on Friday. Okay, good deal. Let's uh, check in with William from Maryville. Hey, William. Hello, Paul. How are you, William? 
Don't have time to answer. Uh, no. I, I, you know, usually I call in about boring legal stuff that uh, probably folks don't want to hear. They mute me. But I'm calling in some of that important to our community. Uh, last Thursday night here in, in Maryville, Tennessee, um, during a traffic stop, uh, we lost our first deputy, Deputy Greg McCallan, uh, to a gunshot battle with a thug in the car. Another deputy, Shelby uh, Eggers, was injured. And and actually, the reason I originally called was because the the individual that was stopped up until about 10 minutes ago, because uh, I got the message while I was holding for you, was on the run, and there was a $100,000 uh, fine out or $100,000 reward for him. Kenneth Wayne DeWitt, DeHart, excuse me, DeHart. The good news is he was arrested by the Mar- the uh, Marshals Fugitive Task Force uh, about well, about 3.30 this afternoon. So the other reason I was calling, Paul, is just to reach out to the Fine Dom Nation to thoughts and prayers uh, for, Debi- you know, for Deputy McCowan, who was killed. And also, if anybody can spare anything for the GoFundMe for his family, they can find it on the Blunt County Sheriff's Association uh, of Tennessee, not not Alabama, Facebook page and the Smoky Mountain chapter of the Tennessee Benevolent Association. This hit hit hard in this community, Paul, and it hit me hard because I started thinking about, uh, you know, about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, in one famous case, uh, a victim arguably of police brutality got $27 million for his death, and I, I hope that Deputy McCown's family will get 1% of that and, and probably won't. So, you know, I'd like everybody out there to, you know, to, to back the blue, to, to help fund uh, some of these losses when, you know, when we do lose, lose members of uh, law enforcement to uh, violent crime and uh, keep uh, Deputy McCown's family and then Deputy Shelby Eggers, who was shot three times in the leg, keep, your, keep them in your thoughts and prayers going forward. William, thank you. Uh, that is a, an area of the world that's uh, very important to many, many of us, uh, including me, and uh, we appreciate you sharing that with us. So we still have two hours to go here on uh, what has been uh, a surreal afternoon on this 13th. Uh, Fat Tuesday, more to come, and Zim right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.